And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senoras y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast, brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports at ShopSilverback.com and at ShopSilverback on Twitter. I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez. As always, excited to join you here flying solo today. Cody feeling just a little bit under the weather. So I've got the opening round rundown and NAI Ball has all of the coverage that you seek, all of the coverage that you want, all of the coverage that you need, and we're going to give you the most right here. The opening round was revealed today. The field is set. The tournament begins on Monday, and we are ready to roll. But not before we tell you about the official hotel sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Fairbridge Hotel in Lewiston, Idaho, would love to host you during the NAI tournament in Lewiston, located in downtown Lewiston, next to a lot of the restaurants there in Lewiston, only a mile from the ballpark. The Fairbridge Hotel offers free hot breakfast and wireless internet. Relax each evening in the hot tub or cool down in the outdoor pool. The Fairbridge Hotel has everything you need to make this relaxing getaway for you while you enjoy all the games at Harris Field. When you call the Fairbridge Hotel, ask for the NAI special rate. Call them at 208-746-3311. That's 208-746-3311. Or visit online at fairbridgelewiston.com. That's fairbridgelewiston.com. We are ready to get rolling here and announce all of the teams in the tournament. We'll tell you about each and every team. We'll tell you who to watch in the tournament. And then at the end, we're going to break things down a little bit and we're going to tell you about who we are picking to advance on to the NAI World Series. We have all of Cody's picks as well, so do not worry. You will not miss out on a single pick in this tournament. We've also got a plethora of coaches that'll join us. And here to talk about the Williamsburg bracket is the fifth-seeded head coach, Coach Ryan Goodwin from Baker. Making his debut on the NAI Ball podcast with us here now is the head baseball coach at Baker, Coach Ryan Goodwin. And Coach, it has been a long time since the Wildcats have been in the NAI tournament, 1998. But you know what? Your team first originally was playing in a play-in game for their season. You were the eight seed in the HAAC tournament. Talk to me about what that entire experience was like for y'all. It was an absolutely incredible experience. Um, I know most people say it'd be pretty daunting coming from uh, the seed we did. You know, we actually had some advantages toward and some breaks towards the end of the regular season um, where we knew with about two weeks left to go that we were going to be in that playing game and we were able to stagger some things. And, uh, and ironically, the team – uh, that we played, uh, Clover Stockton, you know, we, that was our last opponent. We only had two games the last weekend while they had four. And knowing that we were going to be a four seed going in that weekend, we sat our top five pitchers and let them all rest and get fresh. And so, you know, we're going in. They had to turn around through their number one who, you know, day one of that weekend they had, he goes CG versus us and then had to come back in and release because they're fighting just to get the five seed versus Grandview. And so we'd gotten a great look at Garcia, and they hadn't seen any of our guys. And so we knew going into that game we had a massive advantage. And then, uh, you know, like a lot of people say, hitting can be contagious. And once we hit him, uh, going from a guy that, you know, the weekend before it pretty much shut us down to, to hitting him, then it was like the light switch just flipped with everybody. It's like, oh, man, we can beat anybody. And sure enough, the next day, you know, Hunter Goody came out um, against a good William Penn team and, and – he was on his A game, you know, I, I'll, he, his strikeout numbers aren't big, but, you know, he's got the heart of a competitor. He is, honestly, if you watch him pitch, he, it, it's a big comparison, but he is an NAIA version of Greg Maddox where he's not going to strike guys out, but he's going to miss barrels and play defense behind him. Um, he can, he can honestly go toe to toe with anybody in the nation. You know, he's a transfer from University of Kansas, excuse me, University of Kansas. And, 
you know, he pitched his butt off. And then once we got the six roll in that game, it just snowballed the rest of the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's, it's as cool experience as I've been around in my sporting career. And, you know, I've, I was a part of state championship football teams in high school and baseball teams. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough as, as an assistant coach and summer collegiate coach to win some championships, but nothing quite like uh, uh, that five-day run that we had. It was just absolutely incredible. And, you know, like I said in, in interviews after the game, I would not trade our 25-man uh, roster for any of them just because of the chemistry and the camaraderie we had. You know, I know there's probably some teams, uh, there, I know there's some teams out there pound for pound that are more talented than us, but just the way these guys play together and the way they are as a group, both on and off the field, it's just an awesome experience with them. Coach, once again, you have an uphill climb. You're the five seed in the Williamsburg bracket, heading out to Williamsburg, Kentucky. Cumberland's at 44 and eight is the one, Indiana Tech two, Lion three, Mobile four. How do you prepare yourself not only for that first game against Mobile, but for the rest of the tournament? Well, you know, the, the first thing I thought when I saw the bracket is, you know, I, I've been researching who I thought we may face. And, um, you know, I, I had an idea we may face Mobile. So when I look them up, first thing you look at is out of their last 17 games, they're 15-2 and two with their only losses being the Faulkner in middle Georgia. So immediately your head starts to spin like, wait, that's who we drew as our four seed? Uh, and, and that's a great testament to them. They're, you know, we, we think we're a hot team win our last five those guys are playing out of their minds right now too so it's going to be two teams that uh i think both have kind of figured out how to play to their talent level and and they're both hot at the right time so uh it, it's going to be a dawning matchup for us right out of the shoot um the one sliver we got is that we know last year mobile in the first round faced cmu from our conference central methodist and central methodist won that ball game five two so we know uh, and, and we played cmu uh tough this year and I know what their team was like last year so uh, you know it gives us a little bit of confidence we can go play with them but you know it's two hot teams that that believe they can win right now at the right time of year so that's, that's gonna be a fun four or five game and then uh, the big reward for it is of course you get to face Cumberland's just 44 and 8 and man coach Shelton's had that thing rolling for a while and you know I, I look at their numbers and they have I believe it's 10 guys with four or more home runs and we have one. So, you know, if we get a slugfest, that, that should be an interesting matchup versus them if we're fortunate enough to face them. Um, so, you know, it, there, there's definitely some daunting odds. But, you know, this time of year, you get into any of these regionals, every team that's there can play. They're there for a reason. Uh, and I, I think the 2-3 game could be uh, just as much fun. I've, I've known about the success of Indiana Tech uh, for years because actually uh, uh, a guy I used to be an assistant coach with at Neosho County, uh, Chuck Stiegel, him and his uh, brother Randy, uh, got their start to Indiana Tech before they moved down to Emory Riddle. So uh, I, I know the Indiana Tech program's been rolling for dang near two decades now. So uh, you know, have, having some traditional powers like them and Cumberland's Kentucky in there, I know Lions has a great ball club, and then uh, obviously knowing knowing what Mobile has done in the past and what they're doing here recently down the stretch, you know, we definitely got our work cut out for us. Um, you know, we, we think we can play with anybody, but, you know, it, it's going to be fun matching up against a lot of these teams. I'll tell you that much. Coach, really quickly, tell me how y'all watched the selection show knowing that you're, you didn't really know where you were going to go. Yeah, I mean, as the five seed, you can literally be sent anywhere. Um, you know, we, we knew because we never got a phone call. We knew we probably were not going uh, to San Diego or Miami. Uh, even though when, when they showed the Miami regional, our guys really just they let out a massive groan because uh, they all really wanted to make that trip down to Miami Gardens. But, uh, you know, we, we all watched it. We, we did it like we do everything else. We did it together. You know, we have uh, 49 guys in the program. We, we run a varsity and a junior college program here, and we brought everybody in. We wanted to make sure everybody was a part of it and everybody was together watching it, and then we invited friends and family uh, we even had some uh, instructors on campus show up, which is really cool uh, because, you know, uh, at Baker, we are very much an institution where uh, the educational side of things is very much emphasized. And we're sitting here. Uh, finals really uh, are starting into this week and our next week, whereas a lot of schools that we're playing against, I know they've already got their finals out of the way. So having to coordinate that and knowing that we got support from our faculty um, has, has definitely been a big plus through this. and. 
uh, it, was, it was just a cool environment to be around each other and just wait there and, and see the bracket unfold and, um, and just a unique experience for us. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day. Baker, into the tournament for the first time since 1998. Coach, thank you for, for joining us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me on. And I'm, uh, I know we're looking forward to going, and I'm looking forward to following everybody else nationally. There's some great regionals out there, and should be some great action uh, for all the NAIA baseball fans. So a huge thanks to Coach Goodwin from Baker for joining us. Baker is the fifth seed, and that is where we will start in the Williamsburg bracket out of Williamsburg, Kentucky. Baker is 26-25 and 25 with a 298 team average and a 522 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Cooper Carlin with a 402 average, 66 hits, and 33 RBIs this season. Their pitcher to watch, Brandon Gomer, with a 379 ERA, 6 saves, 42 strikeouts, and 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. The number four seed in the Williamsburg bracket is Mobile, 36-20 and 20 with a 309 team average, a five-team ERA. Got to watch Christian Snow, 340 average, seven home runs, 49 RBIs. I feel like he gets a clutch hit every time I look up. And then the pitcher to watch is Hunter Avery, a 258 ERA, 29 appearances, 12 saves, 45 and a third innings pitch, and 40 strikeouts. The three seed in the Williamsburg bracket is Lyon. At 38 and 20, a 301 team average, a 474 team ERA. Kylan Barnett, the player to watch, a 369 average with six home runs and 56 RBIs. And then Marcelo Terrazas, 341 ERA, 95 innings pitch, 59 strikeouts. The two seed overall in the Williamsburg bracket is Indiana Tech. Indiana Tech is 38, 14 and 1. They have a 309 team average, a 347 team ERA. You cannot miss Glenn McLean. 439 average, 16 home runs, 52 RBIs. And then Charles Donovan, 241 ERA, 8-1 record, 67 in a third innings pitch with 85 strikeouts. The number one overall seed in this tournament is Cumberland's, the team out of Williamsburg, Kentucky. 44-8 with a 332 team average, a 360 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Brian Leaf, 381 average, 17 home runs, 57 RBIs. The pitcher, Zach Hurley with a 2-1-8 ERA, 7-2 record, 66 innings pitch, 71 strikeouts. Who does Cody pick? Cody will take Indiana Tech to move on to the NAI World Series. I'm going to roll with Cumberlands. I think there have been a lot of teams from the Mid-South Conference that have gone already. I think Cumberlands is the one team they're waiting on. I think this is a great shot for them this year. Obviously, big threats posed by Indiana Tech and Lyon, and it would not surprise me if either Lyon or Indiana Tech was able to advance to the NAI World Series. But I'm going to go with Chalk in this one. I think Cumberland walks out and dogpiles there in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Moving on to the next bracket, it's the Montgomery bracket from Harrison Field in Montgomery, Alabama. The number one overall seed is Faulkner. No surprise there at 46-10. and 10. With a 320 team average, a 401 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Max Guzman with a 360 average, 15 home runs, and 72 RBIs. The pitcher to watch is Evan Gillespie with a 102 ERA, an 11 and 0 record, and 81 strikeouts. The number two overall seed is Central Methodist, 34 and 14, a 320 team average with a 353 team ERA. Z Wesley, one of the best names in baseball, just the letter Z, is hitting 311 with 10 long balls and 47 RBIs. Peyton Long has been fantastic on the mound this season for Central Methodist with a 190 ERA, a 9-2 record, 85 and a third innings pitch, and 107 strikeouts. Hope International is the three seed. They come all the way from California to Montgomery, Alabama. HIU is 30-19. and 19. They are hitting 321 as a team with a 447 ERA. Sam Cohen hitting 306 with 11 long balls and 43 RBIs. And then Dominic Potolongo with a 345 ERA, 7 and 1 record, 62 and 2 thirds innings pitch, 50 strikeouts. The four seed is Jarvis Christian, 35 and 24 on the season. They qualify out of the Red River Athletic Conference, a 294 team average with a 591 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Jonas Garcia, 348 average, 35 RBIs on the year, and then Anthony Orta, 406 ERA, 99 and two-thirds innings pitch and 121 strikeouts this year for Orta. The fifth seed 
Olivet Nazarene out of Bourbon A, Illinois, is 34-14. and 14. They're hitting 302 as a team with a 319 team ERA. Ryan Campbell, the hitter to watch, 343 average for him, six home runs and 42 RBIs. Kenwell Dominguez is pitching well off the bump this season. 249 ERA with an 8 and 2 record, 61 in a third innings pitch, and 63 strikeouts. The problem with playing in Montgomery is you go, are you taking Faulkner or the field? And in this case, Cody is taking Faulkner, and I as well am taking Faulkner. Faulkner in the Montgomery bracket to advance to the NAI World Series. Next up, we have the Henderson bracket. It'll be at Carnes Field in Henderson, Tennessee. Before we get into this one, we got to sit down and talk with head baseball coach at Texas Wesleyan, Robert Garza. Texas Wesleyan University head baseball coach Robert Garza joins us now here on the NAI Ball podcast via the Silverback Sports Hotline. Coach Garza, man, thanks for taking some time out of your day and joining joining us here on the opening round discussion that we're having obviously y'all in the Henderson bracket out in Henderson Tennessee at Carnes Field hosted by Freed Hardeman University and that's your matchup in the first game how are y'all going to attack this bracket Robbie thanks for having me um you know we're gonna just gonna attack it one game at a time I think we you know you really have to focus on winning the first game so uh we'll take it one game at a time I know it sounds you know very cliche but but it's the truth and and we're gonna um Go into game one with uh, all hands on deck, uh, and we're going to do our best against Reed Hardeman and, and see what happens after game one and uh, go from there. Coach, you know, you're the third, as far as numbers go, third on this in this bracket and hitting a 308 team average. Michael Davila has been really, really good for y'all this season. 358, five home runs, 54 RBIs. On the offensive side, who are a couple other players that you can highlight for Texas Wesleyan? Sure. Uh, Caden Williams has done a good job all season long. Um, he, he's been really great for us. And then Tanner Amaral came up big for us this last couple of weeks. He had two big home runs against Oklahoma City in the conference tournament. So uh, those are a few guys. You know, Michael's done a great job all season long playing multiple positions, um, just kind of being the steady guy in the middle of our order. But, you know, in, in our offense, we, it's not really one person that carries us. It's a bit of everybody. And it's kind of the definition of the airborne attack is is everybody has their own job and as long as you do your job um, that's all that matters and no one has to be great Um, everybody just has to do their own thing and and do what they do special so um, you know our our offense is is not the offense of last year um, but we feel really confident in our offense this year and, and who we've got and the ability one through nine to be able to do multiple different things so Coach, last year you were on the outside looking in, just missing the national tournament. This year you were a bubble team, but at 44-14, and 14, feeling much better about getting into the tournament. Was there still the nerves there for, for you and some of the guys who were on the team last year? I think there was a little bit of nerves. I mean, anytime you're not a, a, an automatic uh, qualifier, there's always going to be some sort of nerves. But, you know, we, we told the players after the conference championship game, let's just enjoy our time together. And, you know, it's out of our hands now. It's up to the committee to decide whether we're in or or, or not. And uh, we just enjoyed our time together. And today we just we got together as a group and, and uh, uh, we had some, some barbecue and just relaxed and enjoyed the time. So um, there's a little bit of nervous. We were a little nervous but uh, because of uncertainty. But we're very fortunate and excited to, to be in, in, in the opening round headed to, to Tennessee. Did you cook? I mean, uh, w- did y'all did you order in or did you cook? Did you cook in Cedar Hill there? What was the deal? Yeah, we had a we had a brisket brought in. One of our parents uh, does a really good job of, of making some uh, some barbecue for us. So we had some baked beans and some potato salad and uh, some homemade brisket. So it, it was a it was a nice little gathering that we had. And our, our president showed up and our athletic director. And we had a lot of support from our athletic department to stop by and just to hang out with us and and watch the selection show. I thought you had everybody over at the house in Cedar Hill and, and everybody crammed into, in the living room or something like that. I thought, you know, that would have been, uh, that would have been interesting, but uh, you know, always good for the team to get together there in Fort Worth. And, you know, definitely looking forward to what y'all do upcoming here in, in this tournament and the Henderson bracket, obviously a great one, Oklahoma Wesleyan, Freed Hardeman, Texas Wesleyan, Concordia university, Nebraska, and Clark coach, you know, I just wanted to thank you for taking some time out of your day and joining us here on the NAI Ball Podcast. 
You bet. Thanks for having me, and good luck to everybody uh, in the opening round. And we just wish a lot of luck to everybody and look forward to seeing how everything turns out. So I want to thank Coach Garza for talking a little bit more about his ball club with us. It'll definitely be interesting. That's a team that was left out last year, had a good year, but just committee felt they did not do enough to get in this year at 44-14. and 14, They receive an at-large bid. But let's start here at the five seed. Clark, 28-21. and 21. They're hitting 271 as a team with a 417 team ERA. Kevin Hundley is hitting 297 with six home runs and 33 RBIs. And then Jacob Kerman has been absolutely lights out on the bump this season. 2-2-4 ERA with a 10-2 record, 96 and two-thirds innings pitch, 93 strikeouts. Concordia University, Nebraska is the four seed, 32-18, hitting 280 as a team with a 382 team ERA. Kristen Mesa is hitting 343, 57 hits and 40 RBIs. And then I can't talk enough about Jason Munch, who's been 262 off the bump this year, 5 and 4, 58 and a third innings pitch, 94 strikeouts. I'm going to tell you right now that's a name you're going to want to remember as we get closer to June. The 3 seed is Texas Wesleyan, 44 and 14. The Rams are hitting 308 as a team, 415 team ERA. Hitter to watch for them is Michael Davila, hitting 358 with 5 home runs, 54 RBIs. The pitcher out of the bullpen Parker Robinson, 193 ERA, 7 saves. 60 and two-thirds innings pitched, 75 strikeouts for the team out of Fort Worth, Texas. The two-seed is Freed Hardeman. Freed Hardeman University is the home team. They are 43-14, and 14, hitting 326 as a team with a 346 ERA. The hitter to watch is the spectacular Josh Sears. A lot of long balls this season with a 379 average and 67 RBIs. And then the pitcher to watch, Alex Huey. 236 ERA, 11-1 record, 87 and two-thirds innings pitch, 85 strikeouts. The number one seed in the Henderson bracket is Oklahoma Wesleyan University out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma, 43-9 on the year, 328 team average, 377 team ERA. Golden Spikes midseason watch list, just 40 players left in the nation across all levels of amateur baseball, and that's Austin Soka is the only one representing the NAI hitting 446 with 14 home runs and 51 RBIs. And then pitcher Ryan Sandifer with a 344 ERA and 9-3 and record, 102 innings pitch, and 95 strikeouts this season. Oklahoma Wesleyan, the number one overall seed. And this is another bracket that Cody and I both agree on. I, I think Freed Hardeman playing at home, being used to their surroundings, Cody and I both believe that Freed Hardeman will take this one. But do not for a second think that I could not see Oklahoma Wesleyan just because of the potency of their offense. They've got a good pitching staff to be able to win this. Or Texas Wesleyan, who while they don't have the offense that they did last year, has been more efficient with their pitching staff than they ever have been. And Parker Robinson has been really good, and they've got some bullpen depth to this team. This is going to be one of the better opening round brackets, in my opinion, but both Cody and I taking Freed Hardeman as our first choice in Henderson. Before we go any further, want to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports is the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Alpha in Arm Care and Training Essentials, premium and durable materials for individual and team use, always available at shopsilverback.com. That's shopsilverback.com. Unlock the Silverback in you. Don't forget to follow Shop Silverback at Shop Silverback on Twitter as well. Moving on here to the Lawrenceville bracket in Lawrenceville, Georgia. It'll be the number one seed, Georgia Gwinnett College at 43-11, and 11, a 344 team average with a 337 team ERA. The pitcher to watch is Gregory Lucan at 351 ERA, 9-3 record, 82 innings pitch, 88 strikeouts, nasty changeup. The hitter to watch is Cam Corsi with a 466 average. He's got 90 hits on the season and 58 RBIs. He will hit in the top of that order, and he is dangerous. The number two overall seed in this Lawrenceville bracket is Georgetown, 43-13 and 13 with a 284-team average, a 274-team ERA. Shada Usada, 283 average, six home runs, 44 RBIs. No idea if I've gotten his name right all year long but we've talked about him several times this year on the podcast. And then Kyle Feger, 266 ERA with 7-0 and record, 84 and two-thirds innings pitch, 51 strikeouts. So not going to strike out a ton of guys, but he's going to miss a ton of barrels. 
The three seed is IU Southeast, 35 and 18, 294 team average and a 388 team ERA. Cody Maloon is the player to watch, 319 average for him, five home runs, 39 RBIs. And then Chaz Adams has been lights out on the bump for them, 221 ERA, 8-2 record, 69 and a third innings pitch, 61 strikeouts. St. Xavier out of Illinois is the four seed at 33 and a 14, 321 team average, 463 team ERA. The hitter is Matt Monahan to watch. 364 average, 76 hits, 54 RBIs for St. Xavier this season. And then got to give love to the bullpen guys. Joe Strem, ERA below one with seven saves. The five seed out of the Appalachian Athletic Conference is Union at 27 and 22 with a 327 team average, 538 team ERA. The hitter is Ty Holmstrom, 339 average, 12 home runs, 48 RBIs. And then pitcher to watch, A.J. Villa. 289 ERA, 7-3 record, 84 innings pitch, 83 strikeouts. This was an interesting one as well because I feel like Georgia Gwinnett has such a huge advantage playing at home. It's a different type of ballpark. If you've never played at GGC, it's a different place to play. It's, it's a gorgeous facility. It's a great ballpark. And Cody obviously has taken Georgia Gwinnett. I think Georgia Gwinnett is the favorite in the Lawrenceville bracket as well. IU Southeast, though, is a team that will jump up and bite you if you're not careful. Moving on here to the Shreveport bracket at Shreveport, Louisiana in Pilot Field. The number one overall seed coming from Oklahoma City University is none other than the Stars of OCU at 46-12. and 12. They have a 327 team average and a 434 team ERA. The hitter is Tyler Williams, 413 average. 19 home runs, 77 RBIs, and then you cannot ignore Bryce Milligan. He has been fantastic all year long with a sub-2 ERA, a 1.94 ERA, 11-2 record, 83 and two-thirds innings pitch, 113 strikeouts this season. The two-seed is the home team, LSU Shreveport. LSUS 47-11 with a 325 team average, a 462 team ERA. Taylor Fajardo. Hitting 331, 17 long balls, 58 RBIs, and then Luis Diego Quintana on the mound for them. 378 ERA, 8-2 and two record, 64 and a third innings pitch, 70 strikeouts for Quintana. Bellevue is the three seed, 43-14, and 14, with a 3-4-9 team average, hitting almost 350 as a team and a 378 team ERA. JT Patterson has been lights out. This season, I mean, just absolutely explosive, hitting 383 with 24 long balls and 86 RBIs. And then Jared Poe has been electric on the bump. 162 ERA, 8-0 record, 72 and a third innings pitch, 64 strikeouts. Columbia is the fourth seed at 29 and 21 with a 295 team average and a 448 team ERA. Kenny Piper hitting 317 this season with 58 hits, 10 home runs, 57 RBIs. Pitcher Chris Wall, 268 ERA, 7 and 4 record, 80 and two thirds innings pitch, and 100 strikeouts. And the five seed is York. They will face Columbia in the first round, 29 and 21, with a 274 team average of 468 team ERA. The hitter is Lawyer Braun. 356 average, 12 home runs, 40 RBIs, and a top five name this season. And then the pitcher is Matt Lindsay with a 266 ERA, 11-2 record, 94 and two-thirds innings pitch, 100 strikeouts. Cody has chosen Bellevue in this one in a stunner in the Shreveport bracket, and I'm going to go with Shreveport in this bracket. But OCU, in my opinion, for most people across the country, is going to be the favorite. I think LSUS playing at home has a great opportunity to do something special but OCU has been dominant all season long they are a blue chip a blue blood of NAI baseball and if they return to Lewiston nobody here at NAI ball would be shocked so before we get into the making bracket at Luther Williams Field joining us on the NAI ball podcast the head baseball coach at Southeastern University Mr. Adrian Dinkle on with us now, all the way from Lakeland, Florida, the head baseball coach at Southeastern University, the defending national champion, Fire, Adrian Dinkle, joins us here on the Silverback Sports Hotline. Coach, thank you for taking some time out of your day and talking about the opening round tournament with us. I appreciate you having me on, Robbie, man. I'm excited to get this thing rolling. 
you've got a an very interesting bracket, the Macon bracket in Georgia. You're going to go on the road. So you've got yourselves as the number one seed in Southeastern, 48 and 10. Middle Georgia, 39 and 14. Rio Grande, 38 and 19. Huntington at 26 and 14. And then British Columbia at 29 and 20. That's an eclectic group there. How do you prepare yourselves and how will you all attack that bracket? I mean, it's going to be a good bracket, man. We're, you know, we're excited to go compete against some of the best teams in the country. I mean, anytime you can draw a team like Middle Georgia, you're not too excited because you know that they're a team that we saw going in and had a possible one seed, you know, behind their name. But, you know, just an opportunity to go out there. You have to play them at some point if you want to reach the ultimate goal. And, you know, Ryle's a good team and Columbia's a good team. And all those guys are really, really good teams at Huntington. So we're excited attacking it. Wise, man, we're going to go out there and play. We haven't been playing good baseball over the last, last three weeks. We've had some time to, rest some bodies and hopefully fix some things. And we're just going to go out there and compete and, and get after it. And hopefully we play well. You know, talk a little bit about your team this year. Obviously, you know, Manuel Mesa has been really good for y'all. Ivan Nunez, uh, but the pitching staff has been the big difference. It's, it's a totally almost brand new staff from last year. And, and Felix Diegas kind of holding the fort down for y'all. Right. Yeah. No pitching staff is completely different from last year. You know, we're not, we're not going to be as deep or, or front front loaded as we were last year and then last year we felt like we had the best pitching staff in the country and uh, you know this year we have a lot of guys that have you know done a good job in some different roles you know we won't roll out the same front line guys but Felix has been phenomenal taking over on that front end even you know Kevin Long so those two have given us a chance you know Felix has got the opportunity to have no hit type stuff you know every time he gets on the bump you know just got to make sure that he stays within himself and and controls it but you know our pitching staff will, will do enough to keep us in games and you know hopefully get our offense rolling. Coach, who are some of the guys deeper in the lineup for y'all that that will really open some eyes and surprise some people? Because you're you're one of the best hitting teams in the nation at uh, three forty five as a team. Right, you know, offensively we we feel pretty blessed. Um, we've been cold as of late, so we're hoping that you know it kind of gets itself figured out and it starts to click and we get some, you know some bad speed moving again. But you know, we're we're pretty lucky to feel like we you know we actually have ten to eleven guys that we feel like they can hit. We've been running actually a platoon system all year long and. That's something we've got to figure out moving forward, the right fit, the right guys, to match up with the right pitching. But, you know, guys like Manuel Mesa that, you know, hits at the top of the lineup for us, you know, in my mind, I think he's the best, you know, overall player in the country. So, I mean, if that guy gets going, he's a force to be reckoned with. You know, guys like, you know, Ivan Nunez that hits in the middle of the order, so a great job. Another guy that's just an unsung guy for us that does everything and the little things. And Dominic and Agnes, our second baseman, and I think that our field leader, you know, Adam De La Cruz does a great job as well. And so – we just hopefully we you know we get some pitches and start to grind out at bats some more and, and hopefully get that offense rolling. Coach, tell me a little bit about the Sun Conference. You know, obviously getting a, a huge amount of teams in four teams in a nine-team conference made that tournament. I mean, that's that's absolutely big time. And Thomas, as the sixth seed, was able to win the conference tournament. You know, what's what's the baseball like in the Sun Conference? You know, obviously, I think everybody ultimately believe that their conference is the best conference in the country. Um, we, we happen to think the same thing. I've coached in other conferences in the country in the NAI, and I've been down here for three years, and, and I fully do believe that we do have the best conference in the country. And, you know, a team like Thomas played really well in that tournament, and they're talented enough to beat some teams, and they did. Um, they did a heck of a job moving forward. But, I mean, you got teams like St. Thomas, that's a 1C, Weber's, which is a 2. I mean, we were kind of hoping that we could see a Warner get in, a team that played a ton of ranked games this year that ultimately got left out. But, I think the competition that you see week in and week out down here keeps you prepared for these types of tournaments moving forward. And I know, Rob, we've talked about this before. You know, I always say that, you know, I've been doing this for eight years as head coach in the NAI, and I've been to a lot of opening rounds every single year, and our conference tournament down here is still better than, you know, from top to bottom than any opening round I've been in. And so we feel like that, you know, has prepared us moving forward, and hopefully our tournament did that for us again this year. Coach, definitely want to thank you for taking some time out of your day and, and best of luck to you all in the tournament. And uh, you know me, you know, we talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm a big believer in Sun Conference baseball. So uh, you've got my, my seal of approval on that. But again, you know, always pleasure to talk to you. and Best of luck down the road. I appreciate it. And good luck to all the teams playing and God bless. So a huge thanks to Adrian for joining us as always. Let's jump right in to the Macon bracket and the number one overall seed is Southeastern. They are the number one overall team in the nation. 48-10 and 10 this year, 345 team average, 336 team ERA. Manuel Mesa hitting 411 with 99 hits, 12 home runs, and 49 RBIs. And then on the mound for them, Felix Diegas hitting 245 with a 
Six and one record, 62 in the third innings pitch, 76 strikeouts, opponents hitting 187 off of him. The number two seed is Middle Georgia, 39 and 14, 313 team average, 517 team ERA. Zach Cornell is absolutely lighting it up from the batter's box this year. 424 average, 12 home runs, 61 RBIs. Preston Sparks on the mound, 366 ERA with a 6-3 record, 7-1-3 innings pitch with 52 strikeouts. The three-seed is the University of Rio Grande at 38-19 with a 323-team average, 428-team ERA. David Rodriguez is hitting 342 with nine home runs and 56 RBIs. And then Zach Harvey on the mound, 266 ERA with a 12-3 record and 98 innings pitch, 121 strikeouts. Huntington is the four seed, 26-14 and 14, with a 277 team average. They're pitching 422 as a team. Daniel Litchie is hitting 341 with 46 hits and 30 RBIs this season for the Foresters. And then Alex McCutcheon hitting 210, excuse me, pitching 210 with a 9-2 record. 73 innings pitch, 94 strikeouts. Finally, the fifth seed, University of British Columbia, wins their way in. 29-20 and 20 with a 2-4-4 team average, 4-0-4 team ERA. The hitter to watch, Jackson Vlackey, 291 average, 6 home runs, 51 hits this season. And then pitcher Neil Windler, 365 ERA with an 86 and a third innings pitch count and 101 strikeouts. There is some strong pitching in this bracket but I think two teams will dominate the hitting I think it comes down to SEU and middle Georgia it's going to be hard to pick against SEU Cody has taken southeastern and really I think it's it's a two-team race in this one between southeastern and middle Georgia I'm going to give southeastern just a little bit of an edge but if it becomes a slugfest you have to give middle Georgia the edge in that one they have some incredible hitting but I think this is two of the best offenses in the nation matching up with each other between Southeastern and Middle Georgia. I am excited for the Macon bracket. Before we move into the final three brackets, before we get started with Miami Gardens, wanted to talk about just the way that the NAI sets up the tournament. While I've, I've really spoken a lot about I'm not a fan of some conferences getting two bids, some conferences getting one. I think that there's you know too much automatic qualifiers. You have to be thankful that the NAI does their tournament the, the way they do which is the closest to a Division I style that there is because we could be Division II or Division Three right now and it would make no sense whatsoever. We would be so regionalized that a lot of those regional tournaments, we could say at the NAI level, would be better than the World Series. And the way that Division Two and Division Three do it is, is you know, basically if we did that in the NAI, we would have a southeastern region of southeastern Faulkner, Middle Georgia, Tennessee Wesleyan, St. Thomas. I mean, it would be stupid packed and stupid good. But the winner of that, you would think, you know, would be so exhausted from the battles that they would have to be going through. Just there's so many good regions of baseball across this NAI nation. And we are fortunate to do the tournament that the way the way it is. I wish we did it with less automatic qualifiers and more at-large bids, more of a true Division One style allow the best teams to get in. We should not have to argue about what 40-win team deserves to get in over another 40-win team where if you win 40 games in a season, you should be in to the tournament. That's just my thoughts on it. We'll move on here to the Miami Gardens bracket from Paul Demi-Maneri Field in Miami Gardens, Florida. The number one overall seed is St. Thomas University at 42-13, and hitting 311 as a team with a 393 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Sergio Lopez, hitting 341 with 15 long balls and 70 RBIs. And then the pitcher to watch, Ian Exposito, a 3 ERA with a 10-2 record, 90 innings pitch, and 106 strikeouts. The number two overall seed is William Jessup, 37-12 with a 322 team average and a 575 team ERA. The hitter to watch is Austin Swift, hitting 325 with 11 home runs, 37 RBIs. And then the pitcher to watch is Tyler Fujimoto. 3-4-2 ERA, 3-1 record, 7 saves, 26 and a third innings pitch, 30 strikeouts on the year. The 3 seed is Brian, 36-15 on the season with a 3-0-2 team average and a 5-5-1 team ERA. Lake Burris hitting 316 with 27 home runs, 67 RBIs, and then Joseph Cuomo on the bump 
with a 4.73 ERA, 8 and 3 record, 66 and 2 thirds innings pitched, 72 strikeouts. The four seed is Talladega, 25 and 24 with a 2.86 team average, 5.6 team ERA. The hitter Julian Lopez hitting 3.21 with nine home runs and 34 RBIs, and then the pitcher to watch, David Padilla. We've talked about him a few times this year. 1-1-3 ERA with a 2-1 record, 10 saves, 32 innings pitch, 41 strikeouts. He's been really good out of the pen this season for Talladega. The champions of the Sun Conference are the five seed. Thomas University is 28-24 with a 2-9-3 team average and a 4-8-7 team ERA. Jake Bryan is going to be the hitter to watch, hitting 3-11 with 9 home runs, 52 RBIs. And then George Miran with a 3-0-9 ERA, 7-4 record, 90 in a third innings pitch and 80 strikeouts this season on the bump for the Nighthawks. Cody and I both believe that St. Thomas will win this one, but I personally could see Brian taking this if they get hot, if they give Lake Burris some opportunities to really put the ball in play, but playing down in Miami, all these teams traveling a long distance to get to Miami Gardens, I think St. Thomas has the advantage. Before we get into the Kingsport bracket, we spoke with Tennessee Wesleyan head baseball coach Billy Berry. Joining us now to talk about the Kingsport bracket at Hunter Wright Stadium is head baseball coach of Tennessee Wesleyan coach Billy Berry, who is a repeat offender on the NAI Ball podcast. Coach, welcome on in, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you having me again. Hey, you know what? It's it's our pleasure, and and really the Bulldogs this year have earned it. Forty-seven and eight, three thirty-one team average, three sixty-one team ERA, and really you're the number one overall seed in the Kingsport bracket. What is the mindset for how y'all prepare for the bracket, knowing that you're going to be playing either a Madonna or Marion team that's already played once that day? I mean, I don't really think you prepare any differently if you're a one, two, three, four, five. I mean, everybody's trying to prepare to to win the game that's in front of them. And that's what our focus is right now. Uh, I think the luxury of, of being a one seed is you get, you know, you get to watch that four or five game. Uh, you know, we had, you know, we played Madonna last year uh, in the opening round in Kingsport in the two, three game. Um, Marion was a team that uh, before I returned to Wesleyan that they played in 2017. So there's a little bit of familiarity there already. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, I, I think it's, you know, the only thing that I think is, is a benefit is you get to watch those two teams play. Uh, but I think the preparation is, is really the same for everybody. I mean, everybody's trying to win the game that's in front of them right now. That's the most important one. Coach, tell me a little bit about, you know, what y'all did for the, you know, selection show. Uh, is there anything special that y'all do kind of on a year in year out basis? Yeah, we we practiced uh, we practiced this morning about eleven, uh, worked out for about an hour and a half, and then uh, and took some time off, and then we got back together uh, this afternoon. Where we have a kind of our office area and lounge areas above our our dugout, so we have a, a space there that that houses our offices and then and a place for the kids up there. And so uh, we got Michael's Barbecue, which is a great barbecue place here in Athens, and. Uh, we we ate barbecue about uh, we ate dinner together about four thirty and and uh, then flipped it on about five o'clock and watched where everybody was going and uh, and then met for a little while after that uh, just to kind of talk about our preparation moving forward now that you know who you're playing and now that you know the other teams in your bracket uh, and then it's uh, send the kids on and then the coaches kind of got to work uh, trying to you know compile some information from some of the teams that uh, that we're not as familiar with and 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 those sort of things so it's a uh, it's kind of a anxious day uh, for everybody, and you know when you look at it. Uh, so we worked out a little bit this morning, and then got together, and then uh, and then saw where saw where we were going, saw who was going with us, and uh, so you know the good thing is the anticipation's over, and now it's just time to get down to it. Well, I would think that y'all have some familiarity with uh, with Campbellsville uh, <laughs> up there. But, yeah, you know I, I feel bad for Brett and uh, and Brad both. I mean, you know the last thing you want to do is have to play your brother uh and and do that so it's kind of a family affair and and uh you know especially for brad who who worked at campbellsville for all those years and and uh and and, and you know we played them twice this year and, and we kind of have always played them uh so it's uh I, i'd say it's more nerve-wracking for the neffendorf parents uh than it will be for for anybody else but uh but yeah it's uh so it you know that was something that was kind of we chuckled and I, i'm sure they did the same thing 
Will we be seeing uh, some Nealon action out there at the uh, opening round tournament? I would say so, yes. he, uh, Him and his dad uh, came to the uh, first night of the conference tournament on Wednesday. They drove down the two and a half hours. Uh, we played at 730. Uh, they came down and, and, and watched the, the 730 game, and then they drove home. Uh, uh, they came back again on uh, Friday. The whole family came back again on Friday uh, and watched Friday's games. They drove back again on Saturday. Uh, and watch Saturday's games, and then they drove back on Monday. Him and his dad to watch the championship game, and he was there eating barbecue and and uh, and watching the selection show today with us as well. So uh, I would say uh, that uh, if you're a betting man, I would bet on uh, on old number eight being being in the stand somewhere. Uh, you know, six o'clock on Monday night. That's awesome. I'm definitely looking forward. You're going to have to keep me informed if if Nealon makes it out there. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, just wanted to thank you for taking some time out of your day. But before you go, I have to ask you, you won the AAC tournament. You beat Union, who, you know, fought their way into the tournament. The AAC, I think, is one of the better conferences in the nation that that doesn't necessarily get the credit it deserves. Tell me a little bit more about the the baseball you all play out there in the Appalachian Athletic. I, you know, I think it's a good brand of baseball. I think it's gotten better over the years. You know, I think one of the things is is, is the coaches uh, have have done a tremendous job of of just a lot of things. I mean, programs are upgrading their facilities. Uh, you've got programs that that are you know putting more scholarship money into their programs, and and coaches that are just doing a doing a good job of going out and getting players that that fit their institution and fit their programs. Um, you know, I think uh, you know when you look at it from top to bottom, Union is. If you go back through the history of the AAC, Union's been a team that has always been in the mix. Uh, if you go back into the the, the late 2000s, into the early 2010, you know, late 2008, nine, you know, ten, and even um, you know they were, you know, a lot of people don't remember they were game away from Lewiston uh, in 2011 or 2012. Um, so you know, Brian, uh, you know, want to wish those guys the best of luck headed to Miami. Uh, obviously, Union going to uh, to Lawrenceville and. And um, was sad for Truett that they didn't get in. I thought Mike and them did a really good job during the year. Um, really just kind of had some some hiccups, I think, down the stretch. Uh, but I, I thought we, you know, it didn't surprise me that we were a three-team league, and it wouldn't have surprised me had we been a four-team league. Uh, but I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, when you look at it across the board, especially our conference this year, uh, when it stacks up against other conferences, did a tremendous job. And just proud of our league, proud of our coaches and proud of our league. And, and uh, proud of the brand of baseball that we're putting out there, not just in our conference, but also, you know, nationally, and and just uh, hope that that continues. Coach, thank you for joining us and, and taking some time out of your day as, uh, you know, what I guess what we'll call the car wash and, and just getting through as many programs <laughs> as we can today and talking to as many, and so uh, definitely love having you on. Great, man. I appreciate it, and congratulations to all the teams that qualified, and uh you know, looking forward to a, to a good tournament. It's it's fun being in your own bracket, but it's also fun to watch everybody else. So uh, I know you guys are excited about it, and uh, keep everybody busy for a couple days. The Kingsport bracket from Hunter Wright Stadium. The number one overall seed will be Tennessee Wesleyan, 47-8, 3-3-1 average as a team, and a 361 team ERA. Hitter Brandon Mosley is hitting 395 with 16 home runs, 56 RBIs. The pitcher is Cole Belair. With a 1680 ERA and 11 and 1 record, 80 and a third innings pitch, and 74 strikeouts. The two overall seed will be Weber International, 36 and 20 with a 297 team average, 427 team ERA. Willie Carter is the hitter to watch with 18 home runs, 58 RBIs, and then pitcher Zach Spivey, 112 innings pitched this season, 91 strikeouts. Opponents hitting just 234 off of him. Campbellsville is the three seed, 31-18 and 18 with a 306 team average, 344 team ERA. Tyler Deason, 362 average, five home runs, 50 RBIs. Anthony Arias, 378 ERA, 6-4 record, 64 in the third innings pitch, and 80 strikeouts. Madonna, 35-20 and 20 is the four seed, 291 team average, five team ERA. Jalen Thomas is hitting 330 this season with eight home runs and 47 RBIs. And then Jack Ferguson, 359, 6 and 3, 77 to two thirds innings pitch with 69 strikeouts on the bump. Finally, the five seed is Marion, 30 and 19, 
the winners of the Crossroads League Tournament, 256 team average and a 409 team ERA. Leo Lopez is hitting 322, seven home runs, 32 RBIs. And then Matt Burlton, you have to watch him. He was an All-American, 119 ERA, 8 and 2 record, 98 and two thirds innings pitch, and 81 strikeouts. Earlier this season, I mean, early this season, Cody and I were just throwing out random who could win the national title, and Tennessee Wesleyan has lived up to that hype, and that was my selection, and I think they go on to win this tournament as well. Cody seems to agree with me, but one of the things I want to say is Campbellsville at 31-18 and 18 has kind of, for a lot of people who have been around in AI baseball, had a down year. Don't be surprised if them or Weber International jumps up and bites Tennessee Wesleyan if they can get some things rolling. I've seen Weber International when the ball gets rolling their way, and it is... Not pretty for the team in the other dugout. The Santa Barbara bracket is last but not least at Russ Carr Field in Santa Barbara, California. And we are fortunate enough to be joined here first by Arizona Christian University head baseball coach Joe McDonald. Joining us now on the NAI Ball podcast for the first time from Arizona Christian University head baseball coach Joe McDonald. Coach, how are you doing today? Thank you for taking some time out of your day and joining us. Well, uh, we're doing great out here in Phoenix, Arizona. We're excited and uh, pretty excited that our name was called today. Yeah, what was that like? You know, tell me about some of the nerves that have gone into the maybe the past couple of, uh, you know, the past week at least. Uh, the the GSAC has its conference tournament early, so tell me a little bit about about what that process was like for y'all and not knowing if you were going to get in or not. Well, we're we we call our team tough men of faith. And, you know, we just, we just put our faith in God that, you know, the decision was ultimately in his hands, but um, wouldn't lie to you if we weren't a little anxious uh, as the week came, came around day by day and waking up this morning with the unknown of if our season's going to continue or not. And um, I tell you what, our guys have done a really good job by staying the course and, and uh, putting their nose to the grind at practice and, uh, it's really just keeping that positive attitude that they have all year of uh, assuming nothing and not taking anything for granted. So we've had a great week of practice and preparation, and uh, hopefully that'll pay off. Coach, you're the four seed in the Santa Barbara bracket. Uh, you've got Jamestown up first, and then if you win that one, USAO, a lot to go off of there. How do you all prepare for the opening round tournament? Well, um, you know, and it's, uh, I guess it's a benefit for Jamestown just as much as us. We met down in Tucson in early March uh, with a nighttime matchup in the Tucson Invitational and uh, played once this year. So we each kind of know each other a little bit. Of course, that was two months ago, but um, that's better than nothing. And, you know, you look, you look forward to, uh, hopefully playing that next game but um you know we'll we'll prepare for everybody in the in the region and we really don't know a whole lot about usao and um other than they're obviously a number one seed for a reason and they've got three bullets on the bump so um we'll prepare and we'll be ready to go and just take one pitch and one game at a time and and uh hopefully make some noise Walk me through the moment that y'all's name was called and, and you figured out that y'all were in. Uh, it was pretty emotional. Our our guys are, you know, they've really felt like we did enough this year to have our name called, but just that unknown and that surprise moment uh, was really special to see. And, um, you know, the, the guys... They're they're excited. Um, it's a really special group. It's tight knit, and our chemistry is really good. And they truly care about each other. And they just wanted to spend some more time together, which sounds funny. And then we get to play some baseball while we do it. And so um, it's just that type of team. They just want to go compete. And um, we kind of left the GSAC tournament with a bad taste in our mouth, and felt like we had unfinished business. So. We're excited to get the opportunity um, and thank the NAI and the committee for granting us that. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for taking some time out of your day. I know you've got a busy schedule tonight, so we'll let you get back to that and, you know, just 
happy that y'all are in. You know, it's it's going to be exciting for y'all, and uh, I definitely think a four a four seed that can make some noise in the tournament. So I'm I'm really interested to see what y'all do coming up here in uh, Santa Barbara. Well, appreciate the the opportunity to spend some time with you guys, and uh, yeah, Arizona Christian is excited to put our name on the map and and see see what happens. Everybody's uh, records is is officially the same at this point in the season, so you never know. Absolutely correct. Thank you, Coach. All right, thank you. So I want to thank Coach McDonald for jumping on the NAI Ball Podcast. Super short notice. Got literally got his phone number, gave him a call. He said, "Let's do it." And we had him on the show. Absolutely thankful for him for joining us. We have one more guest to tell you about, and that's USAO skipper Mike Ross. Joining us now, the number one overall seed in the Santa Barbara bracket, the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma head baseball coach, Mike Ross, is joining us. Coach, a long way to go for y'all. Santa Barbara, you're the number one seed, a little bit different from Chickasha, Oklahoma. You know, what is that going to be like for y'all? Uh, boy, it is, it's definitely a long trip, but we're excited to go out there and uh, see a different part of the country. I know there's quite a few of my guys that hadn't been out to California, so we're, we're excited about it. How will y'all prepare for that trip? What is that going to be like for y'all? Uh, because you're basically going from you know, the central part of the United States all the way to the West Coast. You're going to have to deal with a, just a little bit of time change and getting your bodies used to that. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We'll we'll charter a bus down to D, uh, Dallas Fort Worth uh, Airport because the the tickets were a lot cheaper out of there. So we'll bus down there and jump on a plane on Saturday, and uh, I think we get into California at three o'clock, and, uh, and then we'll bus up to Santa Barbara and and uh, kind of get going on this deal. It's uh, it's definitely a long trip. I wanted to make sure we got there Saturday. That way we could have a day to kind of rest ourselves and get ready for the tournament on Monday. Coach, it's going to be an interesting bracket here in Santa Barbara. It's one that I'm really going to keep an eye on because there is not a single team in this bracket that has 20 losses. Obviously, for yourselves, 43 and 10. You've got the host team, Westmont, 34 and 14. Antelope Valley, 34 and 17. Arizona Christian, 38 and 19. And then Jamestown is 35 and 16. How do you plan? How do the Drovers plan to attack this bracket? Well, we're trying to dig through as much stuff as we can online right now. I, kn- I know I told uh, my assistants, hey, we better do some work because I haven't beaten a California team since I've been a coach. So uh, I'm hoping we can change that this year. But just, you know, crawling through statistics, and I know, you know, every team that's out there at this point of the year, everybody's good or at least playing really well at this point in time. Um, and I think the biggest difference, you know, Robbie, you've been in the Midwest and uh, the way we play the game, um, going out there, I don't know exactly what their, you know, MO is, you know, do they run a lot? Do they bunt? Things like that, that we're trying to figure out. And, um, you know, as long as we go out there and play the way we're capable of playing, I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll be okay and have a good tournament. Coach, you've got arguably the best pitching staff in the nation, you know, a two, two, three team ERA, you're playing, you know, some really good hitting teams. There are, Four of the five, yourself included, teams in this bracket with 300-plus team averages, and Jamestown not far behind at 297 as a team. You know, what's what's the philosophy for for USAO as far as pitching goes? Well, I think we've just got to go out there and continue to do what we've been doing, um, just having pitchability and understanding the counts that we have to win, uh, identifying the hitters that we don't want to let beat us, and making sure we make quality pitches to those guys. Um, you know, they've done it all year, and hopefully they will continue. It's It's been fun to watch. And ironically, coming out of this fall in our coaches' meetings that we had, we this tells you what kind of coaches we are. We thought our pitching staff was, was not going to be up to par to get to this point. And they've proved us wrong, and I'm really happy about it. But they've grown and matured throughout the season. And, uh, boy, they've they've been really good to watch, I can tell you that. I have to tell you, uh, I was sitting down for breakfast this morning and I was going over certain things with my with my old man. And I said, hey, uh, we find out today where all the teams are going. He goes, well, where's that team from Oklahoma uh, going that we saw earlier this year? So, well, they're going to be a number one seed somewhere. He said, really? Because, you know, they, they weren't sure about their pitching. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> that has been totally different. Yeah, I it's. 
it's unbelievable. We actually had a lunch today and we're kind of talking about it uh, with some of my position players, how often I was telling them, you guys are going to have to score and score and score. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's credit to my guys. I mean, they had to hear it all fall because we lost a great staff from last year. So everybody was new this year and, and they've really worked. I'm not going to lie. They have really worked and improved throughout the year and, uh, you know, just grown into a staff and, and they've taken pride in what they've done. The Sooner Athletic Conference has been excellent in pitching. Uh, Colton Williams, you know, Bryce Milligan, multiple guys for for you, the bullpen of, of Texas Wesleyan. So I'm definitely interested to see how the Sooner Athletic Conference pitching does in the tournaments. Coach, really quickly, tell me about how y'all uh, watch the selection show out in Chickasha. Yeah, we, we just we worked out this morning and then uh, we met about 15 minutes till uh, just up in a classroom up above my office and, you know, turned on the computer. It wasn't really, wasn't really anything fancy. I didn't do a very good job. They, they walked in and said, coach, where's the food? And I said, well, I'm afraid we're going to have to be balling on a budget this year. So no food. So, but uh, they were excited when they saw the announcement. Uh, and like I said, excited to go to a different part of the country. And, and it, it's a good experience for these kids. I thought the NAI did a good job and uh, we're, we're just really excited about it, Robbie. No, I'm excited for you all. I think it'll be a, a great, you know, experience. And it's everybody for some reason every year wants to go to California. There's always yep. an opening round tournament out there. And I remember coaching and having eight or nine guys tell me, "Hey, what do you think the chances of of us going to California are?" I said, well, we're yeah, I, on, on the East Coast, zero. Yeah, you can't go that far. But with us and and the way they spread these host sites out, we knew it was a good opportunity, or there was a good chance we were going to go to California, and we had to. I had my two boys in there with me. I, I'm not sure who's more excited, my two kids or, or the, my players. So, Well, Coach, you know, I definitely appreciate you taking some time out of your day and, and talking with us about, you know, USAO baseball and, and the Santa Barbara bracket and what's coming up for you all. Guys, I can't say enough about you and what you guys have done this year. It's been awesome, and, and everybody just, you know, we can't give you enough thanks. Thank you, Coach, and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you a little bit down the road. Sounds great, Robbie. Thank you. And a huge thanks to Mike Ross for joining us here on the NAI Ball Podcast. And they are the number one overall seed in the Santa Barbara bracket, flying from Chickasha, Oklahoma to Santa Barbara, California, as you heard there in that interview. 43-10 and 10 with a 3-4-3 team average, 2-2-3 team ERA. Luis Palau, 4-14 average, 6 home runs, 57 RBIs. I could have chosen any one of their starting pitchers, but I went with Colton Williams. 117 ERA with a 14 and 0 record, 84 and 2 thirds innings pitch and 117 strikeouts. The 2 seed is Westmont, 34 and 14 with a 308 team average, 447 team ERA. Bryce Morrison with a 363 average, 11 home runs, 55 RBIs. And then Justin Sanders 367 ERA, a 7-3 record, 73 and two-thirds innings pitch, 64 strikeouts. Another California team, the three-seed Antelope Valley, is 34-17 and one. Shout out to Mikey Perez Negron at Antelope Valley and all the staff out there. 320 team average and 5.37 team ERA. Nate Broaddus has 10 home runs and 44 RBIs this season for the Pioneers. And then the pitcher Isaiah Ramos with a 4-7 ERA. 7-4 record, 82 in the third innings pitch, and 60 strikeouts. The four seed, Arizona Christian, was 38-19, 329 team average with a 5-4-7 team ERA. Jake Sim is the hitter to watch with 351 average and 53 RBIs. And then River Carbone, a 3 ERA, 11 saves, 27 innings pitch, and 35 strikeouts. The five seed is Jamestown, 35-16, a 2.97 team average and a 4.38 team ERA. Tanner Roundy is the hitter to watch. 3.41 average, three home runs, and 40 RBIs. And then Dakota Nelson off the bump with a 3.34 ERA. 67 in a third inning pitch this season. Both Cody and I agree on this one also. And I mean, it does feel like we're taking a lot of one seeds. And we kind of both said that as we finished making our selections. But USAO is the favorite in this one for both of us. I could also see Westmont if they get hot. They've been hot and cold this season, but when they are on, they're absolutely on fire. But I think USAO and its pitching depth is going to really play some great baseball out in California. I think some things will change for Mike Ross, who says he's never beaten a California team. So definitely looking forward to that. 
So that'll do it for us here. The entire rundown has happened. Couple of things. One, we had 13 at large bids. I was pretty thrilled that I got to guess 12 of those correctly. The only one I missed on was Arizona Christian, and I had the Masters in, and it was a really tough choice between basically four teams Arizona Christian, the Masters, Ben Umesa, and Truett McConnell. And at the end of the day, I feel like you could have put any one of those teams in there, but the National Selection Committee went with. Arizona Christian and Coach McDonald's club at 38 and 19 gets into the tournament and they will get their opportunity in the Santa Barbara bracket. Don't forget that NAI ball will have nightly periscopes during every opening round. I will give you a rundown of all the scores from that day. We'll talk about some of the biggest matchups that happen. If anything happens crazy in stats news, we'll talk about that as well. You can follow me on Twitter, Robbie Gutierrez at Rob G one Oh six three. Shoot me a message at any time. Let's talk some NAI baseball. Of course, follow Cody at NAI Ball for all of your new stat scores and information from around the nation and throughout the NAI baseball universe. So that'll do it for the opening round rundown. We hope you enjoyed the show again for the second time this year. Thank you for hanging with me as I fly solo. Hope I did a good job. Hope you've listened to it all. Thank you to our sponsor, Silverback Sports. And as always, have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at shopsilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at shopsilverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.